0: We sit as we listen to our readings from Holy Scripture.
1: First reading, Jeremiah. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, the, says the Lord, when will I make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah? It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was that. A covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make the Lord with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Psalm
2: fifty-one.
1: The response: A clean
2: heart, created me, O God. Have mercy on. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your loving kindness, in your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin.
0: A A clean clean heart heart created in me, me, O God.
2: For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only I have sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak, and upright in your judgment.
0: A A clean clean heart heart created in me, O God.
2: Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth, a sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for the truth deep within me, and will seek, and will make me understand wisdom secretly.
0: A clean heart create in me, O God.
2: Purge me from my sin, and I shall be pure. Wash me, and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. A clean heart create in me, O God. Hide your face from my sins, and block out my inquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take your Holy Spirit from me.
0: A clean heart create in me, O God.
3: Second reading. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest, forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his rever- reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation. For all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek.
0: This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Lord be in your lips and in your hearts you proclaim the gospel in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
4: Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name. Praise to you, O Christ, King of of eternal eternal glory. The Lord be with with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
4: Among those who went up to Jerusalem to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, And where I am, there will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the Gospel of
0: the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do be seated. It was this time last year that we recorded our first service, It was Mothering Sunday. I know it was the 22nd of March, and today is the 21st, but we know how the days work as the year goes on. I remember it well. The first lockdown was in place as the government sought to deal with this new variant of coronavirus. And what a difference a year makes During the last year, we have experienced a bereavement or two. We were unable to attend funerals of loved ones, unable to say goodbye properly. And I remember when we buried Marlene here from our congregation at St. Mark, only 12 people were allowed at the funeral. By the time we got to Colin, Anne's husband, it was 30 and now it is still 30. But also nowadays it's being live streamed to help those who cannot attend. So many relatives are overseas and there's no point they're traveling here because they have to quarantine. So we have had lots of loss. And I'm sure each one of you here knows someone or of someone who died over this year from COVID-19. We know it's no respecter of persons. It affects and still continue to affect every category of people. But of course, this wasn't the only loss we suffered, loss of family and friends. Some of us couldn't visit our loved ones in their own homes, in care homes, in nursing homes, and are still unable to do so. We couldn't, we still can't, unless we're in the same bubble, touch one another. Here at church, no sharing of the peace. Communion in one kind, no congregational singing. And as the service finishes, we go home. And yesterday, we had a protest against this lockdown and I guess people are getting fed up. But we are trying to save ourselves and one another. It's what loving one another means. But some good things came out of it as well. We learn to love our neighbors. We learn to care for one another. Some of us have begun to speak to the neighbors and recognize who they were. So on Tuesday, the Archbishop has called for a National Day of Reflection as we mark this first anniversary of national lockdown. And he says, this day of reflection is an opportunity to pause and remember all that's happened over the past year to mourn those who have died, but also to give thanks for those who have looked after us and our communities. It is a moment to pray together. I often say at funeral services to those gathered at the service, that it's nothing like a funeral to help us to reflect on our own mortality especially when the deceased is our age or around our age. We think, well, that could have been me. And it helps some people to get their lives in order. And that helps too. Jesus reminds us in the gospel, though, that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies... It bears much fruit. We meet Jesus in Jerusalem. He had recently performed three significant acts. In chapter 9 of John, he gave sight to the man born blind. Then in chapter 11, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And now here in chapter 12, he made his triumphal entrance into Jerusalem, surrounded by supporters, waving palms in celebration and shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. There is power, there is resurrection, and there's a spectacle. And this is the time when the Greeks presented themselves to Philip. There were Gentiles in town for the Passover, They wanted to see Jesus. But having done those miracles, everybody wanted to see Jesus. Everybody wanted to see this conquering hero, the King of Israel. Everyone wanted to see a Messiah. And I don't think I'm stretching it. You could always tell me afterwards if I am. To say that there are a number of people in our world today who, like these Greeks, like these Gentiles who are in town for the Passover, they are also looking for a Messiah. We just have to look around us. The rate of unemployment. People are followed. Some of them have been followed and they're unemployed now. People are awaiting surgeries and treatments, which probably would have taken place were it not for this pandemic ailments have worsened as a result. The list goes on. I give thanks that vaccines have been produced. Some have taken their doses, like me and some of you here. Others have refused, some are thinking about it. Poorer countries are still waiting for their quota. And we won't talk about those who have received theirs but refuse to give it to their people, but I think that has changed now. There's extreme poverty in parts of the world. Here, our use of food banks have increased. There's civil unrest. People are fleeing their homes, looking for a better life elsewhere. And we could talk a lot about what's going on. And so you could see why people are searching for an answer Somewhere, We give thanks, as I alluded earlier, to the good things that happened over the past year. Some of us have learned new skills, and we have learned the depth of the work that is carried out by those on the frontline, the National Health Service, those people who Clean our offices and homes, who collect our rubbish. We realized that we had too many possessions because a year has passed and we haven't used lots of things. So we've been getting rid of them. I think we have learned to reorder our priorities. But we too, in our weaker moments, find ourselves searching for an answer. Desperate for a savior, whether it's religious savior, political savior, somebody to help us with health and well-being, longing for a port for the storm in which we find ourselves. But as Christians, as people of God, we also know that there is one true Messiah, the one who humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And perhaps on this Passion Sunday, in the midst of death and dying, and good things as well, perhaps Jesus is asking us to really consider death as a part of life. Look at the things in our lives that we need to put to death. It's the fifth Sunday of Lent, and we're still examining ourselves. We're still getting our lives in order. Whether we gave up stuff or we took on something. And so Jesus is saying, perhaps, let die those habits that are crippling us those things that are hindering us from loving recklessly with every fiber of our being, as we love God, as we love ourselves, as we love one another, those bad habits which so easily beset us, let us call a death to them. Because unless the grain of wheat falls into the ground, it remains above ground, alone. But only Jesus' is death, makes salvation possible for others. That's the Messiah whom we're seeking. That's the salvation for which we are searching. But when Jesus dies, the community will no longer remain alone, but it will attain a new unity with him and the Father. And we know that Christ hanging on the cross, that's the exalted Christ, who by hanging on the cross will draw all people to himself. So as we prepare for Holy Week, I encourage you to use the words of the psalm that we had this morning, Psalm 51. The psalm of David, one of confession, of forgiveness, of restoration, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. As Jesus explains, we cannot avoid darkness and death, but we can and we must trust God to bring light into our darkness. Trust the God who will bring about life. During this pandemic, as at other times, we may not be able to avoid the darkness, but we can cling to Jesus who has promised that he will light our paths towards life, towards abundant life, towards a full life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.